Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Donkey Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast, coming at you live from the combat zone, the heart of downtown Taipei. Your host, Sam Yarbs. With me, as always, my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Matthew. Shout out to the Alabama NCAA men's team. 25th ranked. They almost pulled up the upset of the 14th ranked Minnesota team today. The reason why I'm telling you this is they almost beat them with three players, Sam. Three players. They had seven ejections from their team. They had two foul outs and two injuries. They ended the game with only playing three on five. And they only lost by five points to the 14th ranked Minnesota team. That's pretty amazing. I don't know if you saw this. I know you're not a huge uh, college basketball team. Oh, of but... course, man. This is blown up all across the place. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, a recent update, actually, is that uh, Rivek uh, Vanadive from <laughs> the owner of the uh, Sacramento Kings has announced he's going to draft all three of those players and yeah, play three on five all yeah. year. Yeah. Cherry this pick is, two? Boom. Yeah. Silicon Valley thinking, man. Forward. Th- they're, they're operating a different level out there in Sacramento, man. It was, it was strange to watch. I just watched the highlights of it, but it was really weird because, you know, neither team knows what's going on. And to be honest, the offensive team had a couple opportunities for trick plays. You know, I'm a huge fan of trick plays. And the huge trick plays. You'd have, you'd have to go really deep in the playbook to only have three players on your roster. So that's not, not something you're going to bring out a lot. But there, there could be some back cuts because the, <laughs> the offensive team, they just kind of... They kind of play like uh, elementary school soccer where everyone just swarms the ball. Yeah, yeah, right. So there, of, yeah. Yeah, who do we double team kicks. and who do we triple team? Yeah, that's got to be a tricky they one. They were triple teaming one player. Right? Brad Stevens would have had that team ready. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and we're coming at you today. So shout out to Avery Johnson. <laughs> yeah, shout coach. out. Shut up. Former NBA player. Um, we're going to hit you today with NBA pod. A great pod came at you. Right now, we're going to look at... Um, it's been such an exciting year that a lot of the teams at the top of the pack have been kind of dominating our attention. Obviously, you know, the 18-3 and three Boston Celtics Oof. foremost amongst those. Sam's uh, got to love that one. <laughs> and, uh, but um, we want to take a look at kind of the middle of the pack today. Uh, basically, what Matt and I are going to do today on the, today's pod, we're going to break down... All the teams in the NBA that are within two or three games of 500, and we're gonna do a little bit of buying or selling on these teams. Which teams do we think are are better than their 500 uh, record might suggest? Which teams do we think are gonna actually dip below that? And which teams do we maybe think are just right, right in the middle where where they're supposed to be? This is a big look to try to sort out as uh, the NBA kind of balances. Uh, these early season winning streaks kind of gets balanced out by a larger sample size, looking at where teams are ending up and where we think certain teams are going this season. Yeah, because I think at the beginning of the season, there's, a, there's sort of five contenders that people kind of agreed upon. Mm. The Celtics, the Cavs, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Spurs. Mm. And then there was sort of, a, you, know, you never know who's going to rise up or anything. Yeah. And then last podcast, we Sam and I eliminated four teams. Get the fuck out. Bang. To the, uh, I believe, the, the Hawks, the Kings, the Suns, and... Uh, I think I, yeah, we said goodbye to five teams. Hawks and the Bulls from the East Bulls, are gone. Yeah, sure. The Kings and the Mavericks. And oh, yeah, we, sure. we debated the Suns. I said the Suns are out. I said they're out. Yeah. I, I'm not buying the Suns. And I think you're they're 7-11. They're, they're almost one of our 500. Yeah, they're 7-13. They're almost the, the, the cutoff of teams we have to talk about in the West. So, we don't have to talk about them today. Thank God. So basically there's four or five teams at the top. There's four or five teams at the bottom. That mm-hmm. makes for about 20 teams in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And right in that dead middle, that like plus or 
two plus or minus two games above or below 500. There's about 15 teams that's right there. So right there, yeah. And you know, who you buying, who you selling? Absolutely. So basically, if you break it down from the Eastern Conference today, we're going to go through uh, from the number six Indianapolis Pacers, who are 11 and nine, all the way down through the Orlando Magic, who are number 12 at eight and 12. In the Western Conference, we're starting up higher, all the way in number four, the Portland Trailblazers, 12 and eight, and we'll go down all the way to number 12. The LA Clippers at seven and eleven open all night like they do. Uh, why don't we start over in the Eastern Conference, Matt? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think starting at, with the Pacers, this is this is my number one sell team. Eleven and nine. I, I've never believed in Nate McMillan to be a, a modern NBA coach. He was horrible in Portland. That they're, they're always uh, 29th or 30th every. Every season, the fast break points. I, I just, I'm amazed, absolutely amazed they've done this well. But I, I don't see it continuing. And I, and I don't see, like, any talent on this team. I know Oladipo's having a nice season, but I just kind of feel like this is, like, a, a nice story that's going to fade away. Absolutely, man. Yeah, this is a team I cannot wait to sell stock on slash potentially bet against. If Who they, wants to buy our stock? If they sneak into that eighth seed in the uh, in in the in the playoffs, uh, Oladipo's a great story. His little like mini revenge tour. Uh, Sabonis having a nice little season. Miles Turner leading the league in blocks. Uh, having a nice little season as well. This team is a few years away. Um, the weakness of the Eastern Conference is definitely helping him out. They're winning clutch games. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning some nice games. Eleven and nine uh, in their conference. They're seven and five. And over the last ten, they're six and four. Um, everything screams about five hundred, but I think this team is gonna is gonna slip under that mark. This is a team that I would want to stay away from if I was betting, looking at futures. And I think there are teams under them. Uh, you know, notably uh, some of the, that's a step on teams we're going to talk about, but the Heat and the Bucks, who I think are going to rise, even the Wizards underneath this team, and uh, I think the Pacers are going to be on the outside looking in come playoff time. I do not believe in this team. I do not believe basketball has returned to Indianapolis. Yeah, they have like a, a plus, uh, plus one point differential. I think it's not going to do it. We're Everything about this team just screams five hundred. The yeah, plus yeah. one point differential, eleven and nine, six and four. The last ten, they just like, oh yeah, no, I just yeah. Right now, they're two games over five hundred. I believe that's probably where they're in the at the end of the season. Two, two games over five hundred. That might be a, that might be a six seed in the East, man. Let's slow it down. Could be, that's man. aggressive. That's aggressive. I think this team's gonna dip. Um, yeah, I think they came out hot. I think they have some young players who are motivated to have hot starts to the, in the early season, and I don't know how they're gonna keep up that pace over the over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So moving on to our next team, this is one of the teams that you should all be buying. This is one of the team. It's got the third highest point differential in the Eastern Conference. This is a Washington Wizards, plus three point seven points per game. That that's, that's good enough for yeah third in, in the Eastern to... Conference. I think they've just uh, they've lacked a little bit of. Uh, Clutch shots, but these kind of things even out. We do have to know on the uh, on this front as we're as we're airing this podcast. This is Sunday night here, at Taipei time. And Matt, you've been on the mountain for the last day. Are you updated? Did you see the extent of uh, of John Wall's leg injury? 
Oh, shit. Yeah, no, John I, Wall, yeah. I literally hiked to this podcast. Yeah, I, I just, just hiked it. We do have to, the disclaimer, this is 8 o'clock on a Sunday night here. Word is just trickling in. We've seen a couple uh, updates on Deadspin that we didn't go before. John Wall, leg injury, going to miss what could be apparently significant time that I don't have the full extent of the injury details. If we had an assistant, he could it's be frantically looking. a couple weeks? Looking, or... If we had an assistant, he could be frantically looking that up right now, but a, 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 a leg injury to John Wall, not looking looking good off the start. What do you think about the Wizards' chances if he does miss significant time, Matt? Did I say bye? I meant sell. sell <laughs> I think, you know, these injuries are always so much worse than they seem because, one, you're w- without a good player for that period of time. Two, when they come back, they are not that player. So they're actually hurting you. So like you're working them in through playing, but they're usually a minus, unless they're like LeBron James or Curry-level elite, they're usually going to hurt you because you're trying to get them the reps, the playing time back in the system, but they're just not there yet. So this, even a, a four-week injury is, is more like a six-week injury. Yeah. Really. So, so John Wallace says the, the, the update, I'm looking at the headline now, out for two weeks with a knee injury. Uh, we have an explosive point guard like John Wall missing time for a knee. Uh, discomfort and inflammation is the official report. He's going to miss at least two weeks right there at an MRI. Man. Like what did Charles Barkley say about this injury? Well, he's going to receive some uh, some PRP. Some, there's, oh, this is a sick jam. Thank you very much, uh, website updating our injury. Um, 20 uh, points per game, nine, 9.2 assists per game. And he's going to get some PRP, platelet-rich plasma therapy, um, to help him out. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't seem good. I don't know. Knees... I, I think this Joints. team has no bench. They didn't have a bench last year. Mm-mm. Some people think their bench is better this year, but I disagree. And I just I don't know who's who's gonna step up. I think they have a Tim Frazier as their backup point Tim guard. Tim Frazier backup point guard, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of New Orleans Pelicans fame. I think that's gonna be that's disappointing because it kind of quashes any like realistic chance of a boogie trade. I guess like boogie's not gonna go to a hurt wall team. Maybe if Wall recovers before the trade deadline and, and can show flashes. Uh, that might be a team that get moved. I, 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 you know, I want the Boogie Wall reunion. I want yeah. that. I want that trade. I'd be a trade team uh, for DeAndre Jordan as well. Yeah, I know. Look at. I mean, you look Coming at them. Coming up a little bit later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, get some DeAndre Jordan destinations. Yeah. If John Wall's hurt, I'm selling, selling, selling the Wizards. If uh, if if he is healthy and playing at a full clip, I'm buying, buying, buying because Otto Porter came into this season ready to fucking play. God damn. Field too. I. I think yeah. there's a lot of question marks great, about him. Great point. Him great and point. like his injury record, yeah. and just sort of like, can he be the guy? You know, I think this is a good time for Beal to get those reps and mm-hmm. to kind of be the guy. So as far as their point, their their postseason opportunities, I think maybe actually it doesn't really affect it. I, I still would buy that. Yeah. I just think their regular season. If the Wizards there, miss the playoffs, that would be a disaster. Would, yeah. The way they chirp, oh my god. That would be ridiculous. Uh, if you could have any NBA player shooting stroke, who would you choose? If you could just have the shooting stroke, not necessarily the percentage and the accuracy, just the sweet looking stroke. That sweet, NBA sweet player. Lonzo Ball. That, yeah. <laughs> that step the, back, crossbody, drop to the ankle, <laughs> slide up that shit <laughs> off the left. So, left side of your body just heave it up dislocate your shoulder just yeah just bank shot bank shot. don't call it but just bank it in that that's, that's a shot I'm going for what, what about you you going for Beal 
No, I would take Porter's shot, oh, he's, man. He's Porter's jump shot is gorgeous. It's above the head. The wrists flick out to opposite sides. It looks so smooth. I love Porter's jump shot, man. Yeah. I could just watch that guy just shoot warm-ups, man. It's, it's a gorgeous jump shot. I love that. I would take that stroke. I don't care what I shoot, what my percentage is. It's a beautiful shot. Do you think he's too good to trade now? Because there were you know, a lot of talks last year about, yeah. you know, could they trade him for someone like Cousins or just another, like, third piece. But do you think he's now the third piece and he's too good to trade? If you're getting Boogie back, I'd trade. I think, like, free Boogie. Hashtag free Boogie. Like, I, I would do it. But I would, I would I think it's definitely a much more difficult consideration now. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the 2017 NBA. He's a, he's, a, he's a big wing who can shoot. You know, like, that is probably one of the most valuable type players you can have. Unless you get a true freak like Boogie. In return, and some insh- like assurance that Boogie is interested in staying long term, then I wouldn't because they have him. They have him locked up to a max deal, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't move him for anything less. I think he's definitely increased his trade value, which is almost like almost if you know it's good for them if they get like a Boogie return because before I don't think Boogie would. I don't think Porter would have been enough. Yeah. Right. He'd be Porter and a pick or Porter and a, and I think like it. Yeah. Now at the very least, much. it's become yeah. It's, it's become it's become debatable. I mean, and New Orleans doesn't it make kind of sense. I'm watching. I was watching the New Orleans Golden State game today, and they're coming down, and they have Boogie and Davis on the court, and it's just like, with those two big guys, they did a little bit of pick and roll between the two of them, but there's a lot of like Davis at the top of the key, and then Boogie's kind of like in the short corner, or then Boogie comes up to the t- the high post, and and Davis flashes out to the wings, and it's kind of like. This is not the best use of these two players. It's, they're not maximizing these guys. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, for me, New Orleans is like one of the most interesting teams because I want to see them succeed. I want to see mm. them trade away future picks to get some shooters, and make a make a full roster around these uh, these stud players. Yeah. Because I think this is the kind of team that really gives Golden State trouble. Yeah. I, I didn't see the score today. Was it really bad? It was. It, you know what? It was really. It was ninety three ninety nine in the fourth that, quarter, and then yeah. Golden State. Absolutely pulled away. Golden State, it's going to Golden State. Here's two plays in a row that just encapsulated 2017 NBA. They come down. Anthony Davis gets a pick and roll off the top, drives to the basket, draws all the defense in, has a chance to go up himself, and instead he makes the unselfish play, kicks it out to a wide-open corner, in the corner, spot-up three-pointer for Ray John Rondo, who pumps fakes, drives back into the lane, pump fakes again, spin move, misses a two-foot gimme push shot, and then gets uh, and then fouls the guy who gets the offensive rebound. Wait, the defense didn't bite on the Rajon Rondo pump fake? <laughs> Weirdly enough, they didn't. The? But then the one that really drove me crazy is later on, uh, Boogie's at the top of the key. He comes down, 93-99. He, Draymond on him one-on-one. Boogie goes between the legs, drives. Pulls a spin move on Draymond. Draymond's caught inside the restricted zone. But Boogie, during the spin moves, does throw a little bit of an elbow. Draymond falls back. They call the offensive foul. And it's just like, like, it, it like give it, Boogie's just bigger than him. Like, the, the league, the Warriors aren't being punished for playing Boogie with a smaller guy. Like, mm. I get Draymond's an amazing defensive player. But, like, you got to let the big guy be the bully now and then. Then the next play down the court, they do a backcourt. Curry has this beautiful twisting layup, and they go up and things like that. But I'm like, that's the NBA 2017. We value Curry's beautiful contortion twisting layup. We don't value, like, what more can you ask from Boogie? He's a big guy, but he's so skilled and so good and so, like, in control with the ball. And he's doing it. But, like, and he's still, like, he's getting called for offensive fouls just for being bigger than guys around him. Like, yeah, I mean, he was ejected this week for doing the same thing to, to uh, Russell Westbrook. Did you yeah. see that play? Uh, he, yeah. he, he got the uh, defensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Westbrook tried to, like, press him. And 
cousin sort of just oh, turns with, yeah. turned with it as the body. Yeah. I, I, I like the foul call because I think it was intentional to throw the elbow. Yeah. But it was sort of like Westbrook was in his body and like, shouldn't you be able to like bring the ball down? Shouldn't be able to like move. Uh, and they gave, they ejected him, you know, like yeah, they're handicapped. Give, give them flagrant one, find them. These things are okay, but don't take them out of the game. Yeah, you let know, play. That, that's not okay. Let and, Boogie play. They were making moves down the stretch against uh, against, uh, and they were making it ugly, which is a, you know typical way to, to muck up the um, the, uh, the the Golden State. Now you got me saying. Muck oh, up. okay, all right. So back to my point. This is the most interesting team because I think if they can trade, if they can convince their ownership to trade away the future picks to build around Cousins, which is really risky because, holy fuck, if you trade your future picks, doesn't work out, and Cousins walks. Yeah. I mean, just, you are screwed just turn into a baseball team. Yeah, so But if they combust, I mm. think there's going to be a lot of interesting players on the trade market. So mm. that's why, like, I don't know what to root for. Like, I'm rooting for them to be really successful or to be really bad, but I don't want to see them tread water. <laughs> I want to see them be successful or just, like, disband. Just become yeah, not sure. an NBA team yeah, anymore. I want to see those great players on different teams. <laughs> because the supplemental draft for all the New Orleans players. Cousins on the good. Cavaliers? Oh, co- oh, my God. That would be... That would be exciting. I think that's doable. That would be super exciting. I think they might trade love for him. Do love straight up for a... Uh... For a... Six months. You could talk presence. yourself into that if you're trying to if you're trying to keep cousin. I mean, trying to keep uh, Davis around. You got that stretch four. Yeah, a love's got this year, next year guaranteed. That's a clever little move there. I like that. That's a that's a beauty. It's the only kind of moves I have. That's a donkey very much original right there. Uh we're only through two of like the sixteen teams we have to talk about. So let's keep it going. Number uh, number eight seed in the in in the East is the New York Knicks at ten and nine. Uh, five and five over the last ten, lost two in a row. What do you think about the New York Knicks going? Yeah, forward? they kind of dropped off, huh? <laughs> LeBron killed them. They were so hot. <laughs> yeah. That game was so hyped, and then LeBron just came in and he punked Porzingis. Well, maybe it was he always just their second best players, Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe that might have something to do with that. I don't know. Yeah, don't want to be crazy. I, but. I, I like them. I, I think they're a playoff team. I think they'll. Probably end up right at 500. So I think this is the one I'm buying. I was about to say the same thing. This is a team I'm exactly buying at 500. Yeah. Going into the season, we thought they were going to be bad. And then Chris Stops has has literally put them on his back and taken them to a new level. Unfortunately, when you're bad, that new level is 500. Like that's, I think that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah, I think 500 is pretty bad. A little more interesting to talk about the the Miami Heat, uh, number nine in the East right now at nine and nine, snapped the winning streak. Of the red hot Boston Celtics, uh, breaking it up uh, at at uh, I think sixteen or, or, or no fourteen, wherever we got to. Miami Heat snapped our winning streak. They've won two in a row. They're five and uh, they're six and four over the last ten. What do you think about the Miami Heat moving forward? I mean, they went from the big three to the uh, the average ten. <laughs> <laughs> every dude's a dude. Like just every dude's a dude. I don't don't really to say like. I think they beat the bad teams, and they can beat good teams on the right night. But uh, come playoff time, I think they're just going to be too exposed. See, that's interesting. I almost disagree there. I think that the Heat play good teams well. I think the Heat are one of those, like, are like they're like a Dion Waiters team. They're a team that, like, they step up against really, really big teams. They play the Warriors well. They haven't got a lot of wins, but they play them well. They play the big-time, prime-time games teams well. They believe in themselves. They have this insane belief in themselves. They snap the heat. They're like, my, Boston's coming to town with this winning streak. That streak is done. That's over. Waiters, like, you know, he'll guarantee that. It's done. 
Kelly Olenek's not letting his old team walk all over. No, like this team is a. Uh, I, I think that the Heat are better than nine and nine. I think that the Heat they were my preseason pick in our wins pool to be the the uh, the playoff miss team that has the most wins. I think that this team is going to be in the thick of the playoff mix in the Eastern Conference. I see them being between the five and the eight seat for sure in the Eastern Conference. And also, if you take out Dragic, Whiteside, they're the uh, they're the most. <laughs> Most confu- most able to confuse the players by yeah, their oh first my, and last name. God, yeah. Every player besides Zoran Dragic and Whiteside and Dion Waiters, right? Those three. Yeah. Everyone has two first names. Yeah, and, they're and, all and, some and you kind put of them Johnson. Into yeah. a hat yeah. and just choose, and it's uh, it, it's uh, Tyler James, <laughs> Richardson, <laughs> John Thompson. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, John Thompson, dude. This year he's gonna be good. Like that dude. Like yeah. I think you mean James. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You yeah, never know people talk about. You read Zach's article. Like, is it the white guy? Is it the yeah. mixed race guy? Is it the they've black got three, guy? Yeah, like, they've got at least those I, three like guys. And then and Wade Ellington's still hanging around, kicking it for them. Scored twenty one points in a big win. La- uh, the other I, I think night. his name's pronounced Wayne Johnson. Wayne right. Johnson. Excuse me. Sorry. Is it, is it, is it, is it Tyler Wayne? I don't know. Tyler Ellington. Yeah, this team is a confusing roster if you don't live in Miami, I guess. But uh, I think the Heat are better than than their record suggests. I think they're gonna get together. Whitehead is a freak. And he's surrounded by really good players. I think that the, uh, that team's going to get better. Young Speaking. athletic players, too, that, that can grow. Yeah, something. absolutely. I think so. And Justice Winslow is eventually going to have a moment. Holy shit, I forgot it was a team. Right? Right? That's Justice crazy. and Winslow are not in the, the hat pool. I wish <laughs> they draw these names. Man, I really wish the Celtics had traded nine first-round picks for the rights to draft him. Yeah, uh, thank you, Michael Jordan. Well. Thank you, Michael Jordan. We've got to get Kaminsky. We're not trading this pick. Uh, uh, at the 10th? Tenth? But so, tenth? Sorry, wait. Oh, who did you take with that ninth pick, or that Boston pick that they were trying to move up for? The one we're trying to move up for? The one Miami was going to sell the farm for? Oh yeah, they were. Who, they picked up. Who would you actually take with that I before you get to the tenth? I don't pick? know. I feel like he's came and gone, but okay. All right, to the tenth pick. Yeah, I don't know. The, the tenth, the, the tenth seed in it was. It? I don't know who it was. Um, the tenth seed in the. Uh, in the Eastern Conference right now is the Milwaukee Bucks at nine and nine. My wow. voice rises in confusion. I thought Giannis was MVP. Why are they nine and nine? What's going on? I hate when I'm caught being on the bandwagon. <laughs> Week one, our podcast, Sam Giannis is the MVP. Week two, Sam Harden's the MVP. Week three, Sam Kyrie's the MVP. Fuck, I I hate to be on like uh, get caught on the bandwagon, and I was for this team. I don't really know what's going on with Milwaukee. They look better with Bledsoe, but you know, maybe they're just not that good. People say Jason Kidd's, Jason Kidd's not a good coach. I hate to believe that. I, I, I don't... It's Why do you hate to believe that? Oh. Because I, I want to believe he's a good coach. I think he's a, he was a great player. He's a really smart player. And I want to think that he's a good coach. But, you know, coaching is so hard to view as, as a fan. So when inside people say Jason Kidd's not a good coach... Uh, I kind of have to believe it because, to me, he seems like he has all the makings of a great coach. But uh, I, I mean, other than that, like maybe just you know, just uh, just a lull, just uh, a blip in their in their overall great season. But holy shit, they look bad, and, and maybe they're just not excited. You know, I predicted Giannis is gonna have a big game this year, maybe like mm-hmm. a seventy point game, because I said in December in Milwaukee. Fans are going to be bored. Yeah. He's going to be in a, a low stretch, and they're going to try to get him some points. Yeah. I, I, I predicted it for these reasons. So, you know, maybe we're just seeing that. Maybe we're just seeing that 
Milwaukee's boring. The team's kind of boring. That they're just they don't have great potential. So they're just kind of like going through the motions, and then I think you know, they have yeah. something to turn on later. But I think they've had a tough stretch. I'm really excited. I think uh, uh, coming up this week, early in the week, they're going to play. Uh, they have a rematch against the the, the Portland Trailblazers, which uh, was a very exciting early season game. That game went down to the wire. Yeah, that was a Giannis uh, hero moment. This time they would be in Portland for that game, of course. Um, I think that uh, Portland by nineteen. I think that they. I think that they've had a tough stretch. I think that that they they like. I mean, you just look at the teams above them, especially with the addition of Eric Bledsoe. The Bucks team is is just they're just more talented than the teams above them. I, I they're definitely going to be above five hundred this year. They're definitely going to be above there. They they have too much talent on that team. They have too much length, too much physicality. I mean, I, I mean like athletic physicality on that team to be stuck at this level. Uh, it, it, it's a bit confusing. Five and five over the last ten. I'll admit that I have not been, uh, I have not caught more than their box scores over the last few weeks of their, uh, last week of their games. But, um, yeah. It's, so, it's, so it's I've confu- actually have seen a couple of their games. And, you know, when the second unit comes in, they really struggle to score. You got mm. Della Dova and... Just a, a bunch of dudes just kind of running around like they yeah. they need a Greg Monroe like this kind of player this Enos Cantor like maybe they can trade Bledsoe for him <laughs> <laughs> like everyone wants to shit on them because they're not <coughs> starters but like they're good on second unit and they can just get points and like oh shit you give up points at the other end like okay cool like we yeah. get points and we're resting our starters well now they have kind of a mini big three with the with the with the Bledsoe Middleton and, and Giannis combo so maybe one of those players really <laughs> needs to a flex super mini. Yeah, well, maybe one of those players. I, really, I like Middleton a lot. I think Middleton. Bledsoe. Is a, uh, Bledsoe. I mean, it's a top big three. Well, like big. Yeah. Top what? Is, is he top ten point guard? Nah, fifteen. Yeah, I would say top fifteen point guard. Probably right. 15. When he's healthy. When healthy. Asterix. Uh, by the way, the Boston Celtics drafted Terry Rozier in that draft. So I'm glad we held on to that pick. Okay, so yeah, so you could have gotten nine picks for that, but uh, yeah, Terry Rozier is looking amazing. He, he's he looks like a dude. He's. He's a dude. He looks like a dude. He's going to play. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, this is a big question mark, but I think they're clearly rising. Ooh, a team that's having a rough stretch. Three and seven over their last ten. What the fuck is going on in Charlotte, Matt? Eight and eleven. They should be selling. I I thought, man, I'm I'm the dumb one to uh, think that uh, Howard can revitalize his career. I really thought that he was going to be good on this team. I I, I took it over. Yeah. I took it over with a very high confidence level. I just thought Howard was going to be really good on this team, but he's so Howardish this year. Like, he's almost mm. like... He's having a Dwight Howard year, yeah. He's almost having, like it's Dwight he's Howard. He's having a Dwight Howard year. That's a good way to put it, but he just... Even to an extreme, he's just... He's making weird passes, and he's doing weird things. He's making weird jokes to the media. Mm-hmm. And the media's not even there, because it's Charlotte, and he's Dwight Howard. But whenever he gets a chance to talk, he's just, he's just saying weird things. And, he should wear and, a Superman cape. And, man, this team... Who do you like on this team? Kemba. You like Kemba. I love Kemba. Yeah, he's oh great. Oh my god! I think, really? he's a, I, think he's a, I think he's a good point guard, but like trapped on a, on a I, terrible team. Wow. Okay, I disagree. I think this team has no talent. I, I think they need zero their, talent. Malik Monk just blocked us on Twitter. Okay, maybe Malik Monk, <laughs> their rookie twelfth pick. Okay, that that's where the talent. Now we don't is. have that many followers yet. Yeah, we can't afford. Kim, 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 we can't Kim. afford to be alienating 
hot rookies like this yet. I, I, um, think, I think the Batum Max signing is looking horrible. Oh, the entire Zeller family just blocks us on Twitter, Matt. This, this is a this is spiraling out of control. There's three Zellers on the roster. <laughs> they need more Zellers. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, Charlotte. It's, it's, it's just sad. This this seemed like the the team that like that that missed the playoffs last year and and was poised to to bounce back this year. And it seems like other teams in the in the East have passed them, and some of the teams in the East that have passed them seem really sad. It's like the Pacers and the Knicks. They're like, "What, Charlotte? What's going on, Charlotte? Come on, are you okay, Charlotte? Do we need to have a talk?" Like, I don't get it. Um, Charlotte should not be in the bottom five of this league and of this conference. I mean, they're not a team that's well, poised to tank at all. And the, look at the teams that are bad. Like those teams are. So yeah, it's very. Yeah, I mean, their roster makes sense. You got the big guys, Tyler Zeller, who's a really good NBA player, like really, really good. Cody, yeah. Sense. Is it Cody? Cody's on the on Charlotte, yeah. Shit, I mixed Tyler that up. was the backup for Boston a year ago. And it's yeah. not good. Okay. Yeah, he's the dark-haired one. Cody's the ginger. Okay, well, whatever Zeller's on <laughs> on Charlotte, what's the other Zeller? Is a really good defensive it player. Like a Notre Dame Zeller is the worst Zeller. And plus, <laughs> the fourth Zeller, the forgotten Zeller. At least all the Plumleys went to one school. But like. Plus, you got Howard down low, and then you kick it out to Kemba, like a really good, like streaky shooter. And you got yeah. Malik Monk, the same mold. MKG is a defensive guy, like, and and Batum was like a, you know, he was really good in Portland as that three four like defensive player, but also can like knock down some shots, get you like yeah. fifteen a game. Well, they're working Batum back it's in the lineup, and, and maybe we're, maybe we're getting a little bit of chicken little right here, because again, remember we're talking about all the teams that are within two games of five hundred. Yeah. So every team we've talked about being the two above them, the first like fifteen games. Exactly, is only two games above them, but their record over the last ten is three and seven, and Batum has been trying to, but that's working him back in. So I I put a wait and see next to Charlotte. If Batum can get back to where he was at. That's a big cog for that team. Yeah. A competent, not only shooter and scorer and, 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 and defensive player, but a, a competent ball handler, off-ball handler. You know, they don't really have a lot of other, those guys. So that could be a very, very, very big piece. Sam, I want to do a, a Don't You Very Much first, mm-hmm. and I want to go on a tangent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the I first saw- time we've ever done it. On this podcast. Is it a Nick Batum tangent? It's a Nick Batum tangent. Christ! Do you remember before... <laughs> oh, he played for Portland before. Okay, yeah, cool. No, no, it's nothing to do with Portland. Do you remember before last season... It has everything to do with Portland. He, uh... So, so Portland traded... <laughs> well, <that's laughs> also, Portland traded him for a Noah Vonley hmm? and, uh... And a pick, which was actually working pretty well for Portland. But, uh, they, they traded him in his last year of his contract. He played there, he did okay. And then... They wanted to sign him to a max contract. Give him the max. And there was a huge campaign in Charlotte. And they and the GM flew to France to visit with his family yeah. and to go to his local his local elementary school and like and like there was like this huge connection. Please come here. They made a they made a video about how wow. Batum is Charlotte and, and we want to build around you. Sam, is there anything worse for a team <laughs> than maxing out an okay, good guy. Like, a, like a, a good guy. Like, Batum is good. Batum yeah. is really good. Yeah. He's probably top 30. But is there anything more... Top de- 30? I bet Okay, we yeah, yeah. I know. I bet we yeah. can help 30 better players. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough. I know. But I, I get you. I okay, get you. Okay, maybe a year ago? Maybe. I mean, top 40. Yeah, okay. So, top 40. Is there anything more detrimental to a team? Is there anything more detrimental to a team than maxing out a, 
an okay guy. This because is the Richard Lewis corollary. This is the Richard Lewis corollary. There's a lot of corollaries yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah. It's just like, the, the guy is good, and, yeah. if you, and if you don't give him the max, other teams will. Like, Batum had money out there. Yeah. The Nets are something that signed him. Yeah, yeah. This is why, I mean, this is why, like, semi-regularly, the NBA has to introduce amnesty provisions to save teams from themselves. Because yeah. they will blindly throw money. Because it's so hard to find, like, uh, it must be so hard if you're Charlotte, though. Like, to play, like, not devil's advocate, yeah, but just to look from the well, other what side. what do you do? What the fuck do you do if you're Charlotte? Like, like, what the fuck do you do? Like, what do you sell your fans on? Like, you know, like... If, if you let them walk, you just, you lose... You lose everything. You no. lose the Valme pick. You, you lose, lose all the stuff, and it's all gone. Pick. Like, there's no reason for staying in Charlotte unless you can convince them that you're the team who just loves them the most. And uh, and it, it's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough for those teams, but at the same time, every now and then you see the smaller market teams kind of nail it and knock it out the park. And it's, and uh, I don't know. I think we ascribe a lot to the genius of these certain small market GMs in certain situations, but I think there's a lot of luck involved, man. I think it's a lot of the way the ping pong balls bounce in your favor and the way certain players become free at certain times when you have that cap space. And if your cap space is free and it's, it's Nick Batum's year, then you're going to probably throw that money at Nick Batum. You know? It's almost like, like your hands are tied. you know. Yeah. And whether you have Westbrook to max out or you have Batum to max out, absolutely, it's yeah. sort of like the same organizational situation but you know you're just locking yourself into a much worse player that uh you, you're gonna need two better players to build around him man. absolutely yeah like nick batum is potentially the third best player on a championship team right sure but you need two other better players with him i mean it's crazy connection he needs to get a yeah he needs to get some nicotine tower there nicotine doesn't and, like you need to do something like that yeah um, yeah, the Hornets, uh, interesting spot. Good rant, good rant. I like that. That was a positive rant. Uh, our last team in the Eastern Conference to touch on is uh, the only team with a worse record over the last 10 games than the Hornets. 2-8 and eight over the last 10, Orlando Magic at 8-12. and 12. Holy fuck. What happened to Orlando? You know what's amazing is their shooting percentages haven't gone down. Aaron Gordon, Eric, or, uh, Gordon uh, Fournier, and... Vucevic. Vucevic. Vucevic, thank you. Vucevic. Uh, they're all shooting over 40%. Their percentages haven't dropped. I checked it today. When I was on the mountain, I had one bar of Wi-Fi. I was like, what should I do? I was like, I'm going to check Orlando <laughs> Because I was like, holy shit. They're I like, know Sam's going to grill me about this. Because they're 9 and 13. It's like, I thought they were 9 and 5. Like, how long have I been on this fucking mountain? Like, <laughs> And they're still shooting the three ball well. It's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Teams have figured them out. And I think it's just a, a, a sharp has... case of return to mean the the brutal but their shooting efficacy. hasn't though the shooting hasn't saying. but their winning percentage has like yeah their I mean I think their defense has got a lot worse they've been giving up some points yeah they've been they've been getting scored on they've been getting they've been getting hurt they've been getting punked um, I that's another team like who do you want on this team like if you're the GM if you just buy this team today like. Who do you want? Like, well, if Gordon shoots, if Gordon's really a shooter like that, him, and uh, and Jonathan Isaac, that rookie looks really, really interesting. And then uh, besides that, not a lot, not a lot. Certainly not Alfred Payton and his haircut, which, as you mentioned before, in the bottom three of haircuts in the NBA. <laughs> Tied for last. One of your least favorite in, NBA haircuts right now. Yeah, I'm selling my Magic stock. I'm selling my Disney stock. I'm not going to Disneyland this year. I'm out on the Orlando Magic. Yeah, and they're, they're, 
uh, differential is minus 3.2. Like that, that's pretty big. That's uh, it's hard to overcome. And I, I just think like, where does this team go? They miss so hard on the Mario Hazonia pick. And, yeah, that's a brutal one. Super and none Mario. of their other picks have super. really developed into elite players. Like Alfred Payton's okay. He's coming up for. Uh, a new contract this yeah. year. You know what do you what do you do there? Like do you let That's him such walk? A rough dance, if you're Orlando, right? like what do you do? Just let him walk? Or... That's such a rough dance when you have those rookie players who like were promising but didn't get you over the hump. They didn't go, and then like their skills seems like it's kind of stalled. And then it comes renewal time faster than probably you want. I bet yeah. Orlando wished they had another two yeah, years. Another two years, yeah. Just... And then a cheaper contract, just like see what's see where he's goes. going. But you, you, that's where that's where the GMs who are there every day have to make those 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 tough calls. And that's a tough call, man. That's a tough call, dude. Matt, you want to do a little bit of trade chatter right now before we hit the Western Conference? Because I think this one uh, we might be able to wrap up some Eastern Conference and and, and trade talk and, and wrap this one up. And yeah. So leading in, leading into the Western Conference, the big trade news uh, is that uh, the Clippers are listening to phone calls for DeAndre Jordan. Listening to phone calls mm-hmm. is actually more significant than it sounds because mm-hmm. when this gets leaked that you are listening, that that, that means like the, the trade the trade is near. Like yeah. it's happening. Like, Call me maybe. Let's get it yeah. going. Yeah, let's get it going. The team is trying to downplay it but they're admitting that it's happening. So Sam, the, the big one coming out is that Cleveland would trade Tristan Thompson and the Brooklyn pick for six months of DeAndre Jordan. Ooh, I hadn't seen that and, one. And wow. Tristan Thompson, his contract is really bad. And this yeah, year he's so averaging very lot of money. four points, six rebounds a game. Yeah. He's been injured a bunch. Like, this contract is not good. He's still got three more years. This year plus two more years. And the Brooklyn pick. And the Brooklyn pick. But but this is kind of a salary dump too. Like this this contract is not a good contract. But it's also your future dump. If it's a Brooklyn pick, like that's... the Brooklyn pick. Yeah. What, what do you think? I don't know, man. Jordan, not... Jordan on that team though. Next to Love at the four, LeBron at the three, corpses at the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shepard at the two. J.R. Smith at the two. Derrick Rose is my retire. Like like it's Derek like, Rose like yeah. There's a thing about about Derrick Rose questioning whether he wants to keep playing basketball. I don't know, man. The names that were bandied about us when that Brooklyn pick first came over to Cleveland in terms of them were, were names that at least I estimated as a little bit higher value, like the Carmelo Anthony one. I know that you've been out on Melo for a bit. Fuck but it. I estimated that as being like kind of like, oh, like, uh, like more of a, you know, a, 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 a high-profile scorer joining that team. And that's kind of what I always pictured he, that pick going for. He'd be good on that team. To be fair, Carmelo would be good on that team. Yeah, spot-up shooter, scorer, someone that benefit him like, LeBron playing with like with a with a with a big man who is is good at certain things, but also limited in certain ways. Like DeAndre Jordan is a a, fan, a great rebounder he and rim protector. He leads the league in rebounding. Yeah, he is an elite rebounder. But Tristan Him Thompson is also kind of an elite rebounder. Yeah, but he's been injured. I I think that's the kind of problem. So this this comes back to the question of well, there's really two questions. But let's start first with Cleveland. Do you go, if LeBron James is leaving this year, and you're the GM, or the owner, or the fan base, do you want to go all in on this year, or do you want to build for the future? Because it's hard to win a championship. You might not win a championship league average for another 30 years. Yeah. Plus your Cleveland, maybe another 40 years. It's t- Plus you have a bad roster. You're another fifty years. At like, the start of the at the start of the season, I would have said no. I would have said no. You don't make that. You don't trade the Brooklyn pick at all unless LeBron gives you his word he's staying. Mm. 
But then you start to look at the way LeBron is playing this year. And he is just beasting out there. Like, LeBron is going so hard and working. And, like, it's almost just like, I know this might hurt the franchise. It might not be the best move for the franchise in the long term. But, like, the way LeBron's given it this year, like, maybe we should just go all in. Like, we have a chance. This might be, he's probably one of the top three basketball players of all time. Like, yeah. where would you put him on the, your, your all-time list? Two or three. Two or three, right? Depends what well you feel about Russell, in my opinion, yeah. right? Like uh, and Bill Russell's era, whatever, and uh and and like you got this guy, like you, you know what? Maybe he won't re-sign with you, but the, if you are a fan of basketball, there's kind of this weird like mental like commitment to this to the memory of the game like, that you gave how many that rings guy. Do you, got? Yeah. you gave that guy his best chance to win. Yeah, I don't know if DeAndre is that guy though. I don't know. Like really, you don't think so? Okay, you think that the DeAndre changes the. The, the Cavaliers significantly. I think he and Love, you just get every fucking rebound. I, I, I think when when they miss, you get the rebound, and when you miss, you get the rebound. And that was kind of their formula for the season of success over Golden State. Was and he was great the first year. Just bullying even, people on the board. And Tristan Thompson, being he, he was great the first year, just he wasn't the, the last two years. Yeah. He hasn't been good. Now he's injured and overpaid. I think if you can get, you get out off of that his contract, salary, but you lose that pick, I would just look for, for like for Thompson and anything else. But I guess the the, the Clippers probably wouldn't be interested without that without that pick. But that's a big return, though. Wouldn't you say that Brooklyn pick is a big return for DeAndre? Yeah, from the Clippers in, wouldn't the, you say that's a win? Yeah, oh, oh for sure. But you know, LeBron doesn't have to leave, and you he know, doesn't like have to. like obviously the relationship with the ownership is bad, mm-hmm. but. It can be changed, and if you give up the Brooklyn pick, that's kind of like a sign of like faith. Like, hey, LeBron, you're an elite talent, and we, we want to make, we want to build something around you. Versus like we're holding this over you. Yeah. Like I always just think. Also, like, where like, is LeBron going? Like the the, the Lakers talk with the way Lonzo's playing and things like is that doesn't seem real, right? I no, I, I disagree. I, I think he'd be good in LA. And I think you think have, Lakers. I, I think they have so much talent. That roster is so deep with players who could be traded. I think Jordan Clarkson, Kuzma. I, I think they got a lot of fucking talent. On you and this is the biggest. Larry Nance dis- Jr. Like I think this is the biggest disagreement we have with the NBA I, right now. I think the Lakers are trash. But they have so much talent and young guys. Like I think you package up Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson, and like uh, Kuzma or yeah. something like you, you can get any player in the NBA. Three young studs. I for disagree. One super strong. I, okay, well, but, but anyways, <coughs> I mean, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't trade Terry Rozier for those three. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, even if it's not the Lakers, I think LeBron's looking to leave, and I think if you show him some good faith, you know, where, it, it, it's kind going? of like where's he going? That's. I think you got to be like okay, like LeBron yeah, but, but is the a, queen on the chessboard, and you got to look a couple moves ahead. Like where is he going? But if you're the GM and the ownership, like, are you really trying to, like, play the mind games that he's playing? Like, LeBron is petty. Like, that's why I don't like LeBron. He's the greatest player I've ever seen live, and mm. he's just amazing. Mm. And I just think he's a really bad teammate, and he's petty, and, I, and mm. he's, like, uh, just passive-aggressive, and I don't like that stuff. Mm. But, you know, if you can just sort of, like, get one step ahead of him where he thinks you're going to do, like, hold the pick above him... And then you just trade that Brooklyn pick to make him feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he decides. You know, Cleveland's my home. I'll have my LA movie branch or whatever he wants to do. But like, I'll, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, Cleveland's my home, and I, I want to build something here. You know, like, build something around him. I don't think DeAndre is the best choice. I, I wish they kind of went for, like, a player like Oladipo, to be honest. Like, a young dude who was going to be around for a long time on a four-year mm. contract. Who's yeah. like, LeBron's like, oh, this dude, I, I can play with this dude for the next four years. Like, I can ride out my career with him. Yeah. Versus DeAndre Jordan, who might leave next year. Yeah, what, like, what's this, like, Le, with, it's really interesting, actually. Has LeBron ever played with a big man who would be as good as DeAndre? He started his career with Ilgauskas. Yeah, Ilgauskas. He, he was a... Prime Ilgauskas uh, was actually yeah, pretty he, legit. He, he was, and then he went to Miami and uh, and Bosch. I mean, but you don't count him as the five, right? Bosch played Haslam, a, Bosch, a four stretch five role, and Agalskis again, and Agalskis <laughs> again. And then went back. There was that one year of Shaq, right, with Cleveland. Was that post LeBron like, Shaq? I, don't, he, I think he was with yeah, LeBron no, no, for one he, year. He played with Shaq. But that was like that he was post Phoenix Shaq. That was like that might have even been post Celtics Shaq. I, right, I, I yeah. just remember Shaq said that uh, he's like the goal is to get rings for the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only rings for the king. Yeah. Didn't work out that way. Didn't though. work out, Shaq. Great quote, though. Shaq's yeah. always a great quote. Um, Shaq with the... Oh, man. That might be the best in his prime. Uh, he had that wine and gold. Yeah, that was a terrible look for Shaq. The green was Celtic bad, Celtic Shaq too. bad. Phoenix Shaq is bad. I watched Shaq play in Lakers, in, Lakers, in, Lakers in, in the Boston Garden, in the TD Bank North Garden. And that was, yeah, it, that was prime Shaq. I remember yeah. prime Shaq. It's like no stopping that. Um, like Embiid, yeah, he's like better like, Embiid. Like he's just dominating. No one can stop him. Yeah, what a guy, man. What a guy. Uh, yeah, that that'd be an interesting one. I, I, I don't like it because I yeah I, on the Cleveland I don't like that as like that's the partner like that's a golden ticket like the like I was wrong man Brooklyn is bad they're thirteenth six and twelve they've lost three in a row Jeremy's out they're they're bad that's gonna be a that's gonna be a brutal pick it's gonna be a maybe. Six and twelve right now. Six and twelve is a top five pick. It's a top five pick. It's the fifth pick right now by record with no ping pong balls bouncing. Weird. They're gonna keep winning while other teams will start losing because they don't have their own pick. That's true. But but there's but they have ping pong balls, so they could be the number one pick. But there's no teams in the the east ahead of them who are gonna try to lose. I don't know. I I think the magic. Is the magic gonna start tanking? I mean. Once things kind of play out, and there's no teams in the West ahead of the well, the Suns will try to lose. Yeah. So they might. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. If they keep losing, it could go to seven or eight, and actually that makes it. But but they have a percentage to jump in the top three. You know, this that's what it is. It's ping pong balls. Like you're slotted at eight, maybe, but you have a chance, a ten percent chance to jump one to three. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how that might work out. It's a worthy gamble. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is more DeAndre range than it is. That's an interesting currency. We'll have that Brooklyn pick has been, has uh, how that's fared over the years. I'd rather have the Lakers at potential two through five next Ooh. year. So I yeah, the Lakers. I got I two it. more uh, trade possibilities. Yeah, hit them. And some uh, some Clippers, some Clippers logic. Do should we tease this and uh, go to the next pod? Yeah, I want I want to hear I want to hear your trades. I want to hear your Clippers logic. I want to hear that in the next pod. All this right. has been it for us right now, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Coming at you. We did the Eastern Conference uh, five hundred teams. We did a Who little trade. Who are you selling? DeAndre Jordan. We're gonna come back to you with the Western Conference. Which, good lord, there's a lot of teams. We have to bang bang that one out, and then we come back at you with some more, some trades, some teasers. For now, that's yeah, us. But who who do you agree with? Who do you disagree with? Let's Sam, know, where man. can they find us? They can find us at Dunk You Very Much Pod. You can that's a that's a, that's a that's a Twitter. 
That's a Twitter. You can find that on Twitter. You can find us at dunkyouverymuchpod at gmail.com. You can find us uh, at uh, dunkyouverymuch, which is a Facebook page. And, uh, and for the time being, we're good. Peace and love, you guys. Cheers. Thank you. And we are, are 